Good morning. It is an incredible day to be here together. And as much as uh, I know that you really, really, really want to watch uh, William's every move, um, God has something incredible for us in his scripture today. And just as every single one of us has uh, made our mark here today, uh, you've probably noticed we're doing things a little bit differently. And uh, we don't normally start our services by doing uh, a little painting, uh, but it, did it bring you back to elementary art, art class a little bit? Uh, those days when you could paint anything, when you weren't worried about failure, and when you weren't worried about messing up, and you'd paint something in art class when you were little, and you'd take it home, and you'd show it to your mom, or you'd show it to dad, and no matter how ugly it was, they'd stick it on the fridge, right? Because to them, because to them, it was a masterpiece, because it had your heart in it. And there's a reason for what we've done this morning by starting our worship service this way. And as you can see, William working through that, we're doing this because we wanted to take this scripture today that Jane just read from us. And we, we want to dive into it a little bit deeper into this theme of finding our part in God's plan. And I was looking at the scripture this week and praying over it. I really believe that God wants to show us something very new in what may be a very familiar passage to many of you. A lot of you said, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Okay, we've all got the gifts. We're all the body of Christ. I understand that. But I believe that God wants to offer this scripture to us in a brand new, unique, fresh way today. I believe that God wants you to take a close look at what your role is in the body today. What is your unique part of God's plan? And so I want to start this morning by asking you right now, when you look at the picture that God is painting, what do you see? When you look at what your hands have done together, what do you see? Some might say, a bunch of color. Some of you might say, I see a bunch of paint on a canvas. Some of you might say, I see a royal mess. Isn't that incredible? Maybe even what you see is a masterpiece in the making. Today we ask you to join into this artwork because I believe that beyond the surface level is a picture of who we are and what we all of us bring with us today. As a community, as a body of Christ that's gathered here today, we are a picture that is in progress. We each bring our mark, we each bring our color, our stroke, our piece of the picture that not only God is forming in a painting, but the piece of the picture, the big picture that God is forming here at church. So if you haven't already, go ahead and open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We want to have that in front of you. There's a few extra I see laying around. So if you don't have a Bible, please, please have that in front of you today. If you don't have a Bible, you are more than welcome to take that home with you. That is our gift to you. So if you haven't uh, turned there already, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Last week we started a new series 
called Letters to the Church. And we're starting with 1 Corinthians, this letter that the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And we find in our passage for today in chapter 12 that Paul is actually doing some teaching to this new church. And this whole idea of what does it look like when a bunch of broken, imperfect people with sometimes messy lives are called to not only live with each other and just put up with each other as the body of Christ, but what does it look like when God calls broken, imperfect, messy people together to live and to act and to carry out a mission from God together that is greater than just our parts. It is the sum of our parts as a unified group. In other words, what does it look like today for us to be the church together? What is it that we're doing here? Have you ever thought about that? Are we going through the motions? Are we getting some free coffee? Are you coming for entertainment? What is it that we're doing here? Because Paul's talking to you and me this morning in this scripture. And a little bit of, ba- a little bit of background on this scripture. Going back to something called Pentecost. Back in the book of Acts, we read about this time of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon a group of believers, much like we're gathered here today. They were all in the same place, unified in heart and mind, and the Holy Spirit came upon this group of believers in a powerful way, these people that had been following Jesus, and it filled them up with power. And with that power came gifts, powerful gifts from the Spirit in order to be the church. And we know that the same Spirit that was given on that day is available to you and I as well, because Jesus promised that his spirit would be poured out on all people. Not just men, not just women, not just people that can paint, not just people that can sing, all people. God has poured out his spirit. And so Paul tells us what some of those gifts are. Look at verse 28 again with me. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing and so on and so forth. He goes on. God has wired up people in specific ways with specific abilities that only his spirit can give, that are specifically given for building up and edifying the kingdom of God. It's a, it's a spiritual gift. It's, it's something beyond just raw talent. It comes by faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. And to help us gain a, a better understanding, a better picture of how all these gifts function together, Paul uses the simple analogy that we can all understand of a body. Now you are the body of Christ, Paul says in verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. Paul doesn't say some of you are a part of it. You are the body of Christ. No matter what part you play, no matter what part of that body you are, you have a role to play. This isn't a a complicated thing. Paul just says, just look at yourself. Just stop for a second and look at yourself. That's the church. The way that you move and function and interact and talk with people, that's the church. We are each a part of this body of Christ. In its truest form, Paul is saying that the church is a body moving and working together, believing in, not only believing in, but playing out its God-given role. Your piece of the painting. But it doesn't always work that way, does it? 
Some of you today are looking at that and saying, you know, that's kind of what my life feels like recently. (laughs) Just a jumbled mess. A lot of times the body doesn't function like a body, does it? Sometimes the body and its individual strokes and the, the individual parts of the body get broken. They get messy, they get beat up, they get crushed. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about a limb of a body, I'm talking about us. And when a, a part of the body, when a member of the body isn't healthy, it affects the whole thing. I remember it so vividly. It was the day before my first game of seventh grade football. Ah! And I had just been named the starting quarterback of our seventh grade football team. You might say that I had arrived in life. And so we're running some final plays. It's the last practice before our first game of the season. Everything has been building up to this. And we're running some final plays, and the final one happens to be a fake field goal. And my job as the quarterback is to get down and behind the long snapper and catch the football and act like I'm going to hold it for the kicker and then take off around the end and head to the far end of the end zone. That's my job, which I did. And as I'm on my way, I realize that I'm being followed. I'm being pursued by none other than Eric Duncan. The biggest kid in our grade by far, he had to be like 175 pounds. This guy was huge, and for seventh grade, that's huge because I was still working on getting over 100. I thought 97 was pretty good. You know, I was a pretty decent guy. Pretty soon, I feel myself being pursued by Eric, and pretty soon, he's tackling me, and he's on top of me. And what do you do normally when you're falling down and you want to protect something you're carrying? You cradle it, right? And so my hand is like this. My part of my body is ready to be crushed. And so as Eric comes down on top of me, I feel the thud first of my body hitting the ground, and then I hear a crackling noise. And crackling noises are usually good when it's like popcorn or something like that, not when it's your hand. Crackling noises aren't good when it's coming from your hand. And so as I try to brace myself, it doesn't work so well, and he comes down right on top of me. Pop, 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 pop. And as it turns out, I broke all four bones across my hand. And for the remainder of the practice, because I had to tough it out. I was 97 pounds. I was a beast. I could tough it out. I'm a man. But it turns out for the remainder of practice, before I actually realized that it was broken, I realized just what it's like to have a slab of jello for a hand. (laughs) Besides the throbbing, it was completely and utterly worthless. I can't grip a football. I can't, I can't give a high five. I can't even pull my pants up that are falling down because they're too big for me. Even though it was four tiny bones in my hand, they were way more essential to the body than I ever could have imagined. And Paul speaks very, very poignantly to this issue in our scripture Today. Let's back up a little bit before we're Jane read today. Jump back to verse 22 with me. Actually, I think this is up on the screen, so let's read this together. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. 
On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And so it is with the way that we've been woven together as a body. The way that we've been woven together as a community. Sometimes we underestimate the part that we've been called to play in the body. Let me say that again. Sometimes we underestimate the part that you and I have been called to play in the body. Now, I'm just not talking about whether here on Sunday morning you're an usher or a greeter. It's deeper than that, and I'm not even talking about what you might do from 9 to 5. What part of the body has God called you to be no matter where you're at? No matter how you try to ignore that call that God's put on your life, no no matter how you try to minimize it, it's that area of your life, that that, that thing that you don't just want to do. What is that thing that you have to do? What is that thing that God's given you to do as a part of the body that you have to do, that you can't help but doing? that you can't help but think about? What is it that riles you up? What is it that makes you lay awake at night thinking? What is that thing that you have to do that it's so so deeply rooted in who you are that you cannot ignore it? Though you try to minimize it and then you try to push it down and claim that that's not who God's made you to be. What is that? You can't help but to teach. You can't help but to build. You can't help but to create. So move a little bit deeper with me this morning. Do you believe, every single one of us, do you believe that deep in the core of your being that you have been given gifts and some of those unique spiritual gifts that you are uniquely created, that you are uniquely formed by God to be a part of his plan, that there is a divine purpose to your life. Even if you can't see it all unfold right now, you might be saying, John, I, I know that God has a plan. I know that God has a purpose. I know that I have a role to play in God's story, but I don't know what that is right now, and that's okay. Are you willing to let God show you the way? Are you willing to invite God in? What's your part of the painting? What's your part of the body? What's your part of the picture? What's painted on the canvas of your heart that you cannot escape? Because some of, us, some of us move through life never asking God, what part am I? What role have you given me to play? Because here's what I think happens. Somewhere along the way, We lost it. It's there. It's in every single one of you. But somewhere along the way, we lost it. We we lost that authentic role that we've been given to play in this story that God is telling. A few years back, a film came out called The Legend of Beggar Vance. And it tells the story of a golfer named Ranolf Juna and his caddy, Beggar Vance, who happens to mysteriously arrive on the scene to speak words of truth straight to the heart of Juna. Because Juna, although once the greatest 
golfer in the South has lost his authentic swing. He lost that authentic self that God gave to him when he was created. He, he lost his unique divine gifting from God. It's there. He just doesn't know it. And so I wanted you to take a look at this first clip up on the screen that's Bager Vance, his caddy, explaining to a friend, a boy named Hardy, what it is that God has given to each of us, this authentic swing that you have. Let's take a look. Yeah, if he can find his authentic swing. Authentic? Go on, hit one more for me. If inside each and every one of us is one true authentic swing, something we was born with, something that's ours and ours alone, something can't be taught to you or learned, something that got to be remembered. Well, over time, the world can rob us of that swing and get buried inside us under all our wouldas and couldas and shouldas. Some folk even forget what they swing was like. Some folk even forget what they swing was like. You keep swinging. But I don't have any balls. And don't worry about hitting the ball the way it's going to go. Just swing. I don't believe that we can talk about being a healthy body of Christ today if we don't tackle the question of why so many of its parts are hurting, broken, or have lost their authentic swing, their part to play. Maybe for you this morning, you've been moving through life without your authentic self because it too has been lost or crushed along the way. And we're not just talking about golf, although I would like to. This is way deeper than that. No, this is about you. Maybe you're an artist today, but you seriously doubt if God will use your gifts to make an impact in people's lives, and you remain unaware of the masterpiece that God is creating through your life. Maybe you're a parent today that believes that you've failed your kids too badly, that God's plan for you as a parent is crushed and broken, never to rise again. But little do you know that God's plan is to actually use you to be a spiritual father or a spiritual mother for the next generation in his church. Maybe you're a leader that's forgotten the way. Maybe you're someone that people look to for wisdom and advice and counsel and you don't have any answers anymore. Maybe you're a leader that no one's following anymore. And God says to you this morning, are you willing to first be my follower? Maybe for you this morning, it's, it's difficult to be in the body because to feel, it's difficult for you to feel like you have a part to play because of a wound that came many years ago. 
And maybe it was one you stepped out and, and used your gifts and you followed your heart and you stepped out in faith and you used your calling. You used that authentic swing that God gave to you. And you did that for the very first time only to have hurtful or shameful words spoken about your gift that God has put inside your heart. And it was crushed. Was there a dream that died long ago? Has it paralyzed you in fear? You're afraid of ever trying because you might fail again? What is it that's your authentic swing? What is the rhythm of your heart? What is the the shape of your heart that you don't have to think about? You don't have to learn it. It just happens. It's just smooth and fluid and it comes out of you naturally. Where did your authentic swing get lost? Is it alive and well today? And if not, where did it go? What was that what was that moment? What were those moments in the past that caused it to be lost? Maybe in, instead of the body of Christ being a, a support system and something that you were supposed to be connected to, a place that you could be real and use your gifts, maybe some of you have had experience with the same body of Christ in the past and you were hurt. And you were wounded. And you were crushed. And maybe this morning you're saying, I think I've lost my script. I don't even know what part I'm supposed to be playing in God's story anymore. I, my life is actually today just pretty ordinary. I thought I'd just come here and put in my hour this morning and then get back to ordinary life. Maybe God doesn't want that for you this morning. Maybe God's saying, no, today is a new day. And you don't have to carry that burden anymore. Maybe you're feeling that your life is just mundane, ordinary, that it's insignificant, that you don't have a role to play. In fact, maybe you just feel like I'm a tiny little yellow streak on the canvas. And God, how could you possibly take the messiness and the brokenness of my life, this ugliness that I've created, and how could you make something beautiful out of the mess that I've made? Everything changes when the canvas is put in the hands of the master. Everything changes when you let go Today, no matter where your authentic swing has gone, no matter how much you feel connected to this body here at City Branch or any body for that matter, no matter what lies that you've been believing, the gifts and the purpose that God has given to you for your life has not changed. Your identity is rooted in the fact that you are a child of God. You are a son and are a daughter of the Most High. You are a brother and a sister in Christ with millions of people across the world and with the people that are sitting next to you this morning. God's opinion of you 
has not changed. His love for you has not changed. You might say, I am a failure. You are not a failure just because you have failed. You are not a failure this morning. God has something incredible to do with the painting that is your life. God has created you for his glory with gifts placed in you from the day that you came into this world and that has not changed no matter what the world says about you. Do you believe it? Do you believe what God says about you today? Are you living in someone else's opinion? Are you living in someone else's expectation? Have you lost your authentic swing? And so right now, we're going to pause. And I'm going to invite Paul back up. And William's going to continue to paint this picture of what God is doing among us. And we're simply going to take some time to be with our Creator. Silence is a good thing. Silence is a really good thing. Quietness is a really good thing. And so we're just going to have some words sung over us as a prayer this morning. And my challenge to you is to remember... To remember, to ask God to fill you anew with his spirit, for it is God who takes the messiness of our lives and make it something beautiful again. So Holy Spirit, come. God, shake us up today. Create something new. Create life out of death. Create light out of darkness. So Jesus, we invite you as we worship you as we pray to you. Help us remember who you created us to be.